there, this is Ken Scott Barron, and I'm doing a podcast from our archives. This is the uh, first in the series, and this one involves Gavin Morrow Hall from the National Association of Black and White Men Together. Welcome to the NA podcast. I'm uh, privileged and honored to have Gavin Morrow Hall, who's just been elected to the National Board. He's on the line, and we're going to talk a little bit about his background, and he's very familiar with you national uh, folks, and maybe some chapter people, too. So, Gavin, welcome. Thank you, Ken. Thanks for inviting me. Gavin, you're one of the few folks that I know that uh, have been around for quite a long time. You've been interviewed by our Doug Noble in our video archives, I believe. Yes, that was that was fun. But following up from that in a new series, I wonder if you could give us a kind of a background on your um, finding uh, the NA, and then uh, maybe since you're now a new board member, congratulations. Tell us a little bit about what you expect you'll be doing and what you hope you can do in the future on the NA, on the board. Okay. Um, I got involved with the organization back in 1982, um, nearly 30 years ago. Um, And for me, I was 20 years old at the time. And for me, the organization has always been a place um, simply for me to be gay and also to um, exhibit some leadership within the gay community. In, in fact, I've always thought that uh, Black and White Men Together was a unique organization in that um, it's been the springboard for so many black gay leaders um, across the country to come through. So I was a member of the Los Angeles chapter. Um, in 1985, um, we had board elections, and um, the convention was in Los Angeles. I ran for the board of directors. Uh, then was elected for two years, um, and then in 87 was elected for another year. Uh, And I joined a little bit in the 90s, um, but there was some other work things going on, so I wasn't the most productive board member of the 90s, uh, but came back in the 2000s, and now I'm back again. So, Karen, that's wonderful that you're uh, reconnected with us. Of course, you've always uh, been around, I remember, when I started attending conventions, uh, learning of you and your specialty was, was in health, HIV, yeah. and uh, we've we've benefited from that. Is that one of your major uh, uh, roles and passions in life? Um, it definitely has been a passion. Um, I think, especially um, now, I think we're on the edge of something really special. Um, there's been a lot of talk um, of ending the HIV epidemic as we know it, and I think between uh, some of the research that's come out between PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, um, new treatment options, I really do believe that you know, by the end of this decade that HIV infections will be extraordinarily rare for people in the United States. And that's quite exciting. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a new area. People have got used to this as being under control using what the, uh, uh, what's known as the cocktail. But I think your research and, uh, and your work in the community uh, gives us a kind of a second boost, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think in addition to keeping the virus under control, we now know um, that um, at least one of the drugs and other drugs are um, being tested that the drug Truvada actually prevents HIV. So someone who is HIV negative uh, and they take this drug Truvada three or four times a week, so far the people who have been in studies and who have been on the drug, not a single person has become infected. And so there's been a big debate within the gay community uh, about the usefulness of Truvada, but as someone who has um, always believed in HIV prevention, I personally am excited um, at the fact that we now have a biomedical way to prevent people from becoming infected with HIV. And in fact, of all the studies that have been done, zero is the number of people who become infected while they've been on Truvada. That's exciting, and I think we should really be excited about that. And part of my role on the board will be to um, promote awareness of PrEP. So have they um, assigned you to a particular committee, or uh, are you still in the, in the, in, in the stages of uh, forming where you can contribute along with other people uh, for the national? We are um, still formulating committees. Um, this time around, I'm the uh, corresponding secretary, so there are certain responsibilities um, that go in, uh, that are involved with that position. Um, I'll be corresponding with chapters, also looking to um, correspond with or other organizations which you know, have similar statement of purposes, uh, like the Southern Poverty Leadership, uh, sorry, the Southern Poverty, what is it, Southern Poverty uh, Law Center, I should say, and the National Black Justice Coalition, among a couple of the organizations um, that I will be in contact with. I also think it's um, kind of using this technology with the podcast, but there's we also have video technologies, and I think it'd be good to um, kind of highlight the organization through video. Uh, Gavin, we're working on that, and I should see some um, online presence on that fairly soon. I'm glad you brought that up. So, if you were um, one of two people, the first person, let's say, has never been to the NA, never been involved in a, in a, in a paragraph. Could you tell us all about it? And how about the the guys that have been around for a lot, around the second case? How would you re-energize them? Two questions there. Hopefully, that's not too many at the same time. <laughs> okay, um, I think. Uh, let me answer the second question first. I think that is in yes. some ways easier. Um, I would encourage you to come home. Um, and home is a place for people who have been members or past members um, to be themselves, some place where they feel comfortable. And I think that in talking with people over the last you know, 30 years about why people come, why they've been involved, um, people leave with the feeling that this is their home. This is an organization that's personal to them. And um, so I would say um, come home. And it's been often talked as a family reunion. Uh, come back to the fold. I think for people who have not um, been part of the organization, uh, I would talk about it being truly an exciting time within the organization. Um, our next convention is going to be in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, it may be the first time that we have a sitting U.S. senator um, who will address the conference. Um, it will. The conference will be um, filled with, you know, cultural, um, social activities, a boat cruise around Manhattan. Also, I think if we look at this is not a paragraph, I guess, <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is a place for action. 
Um, and I think when you look at the news today, looking at uh, what's happening in Ferguson, looking at what's happening um, in Congress, and looking at what's happening with um, marriage equality, that black and white men together is in a unique position to address um, some of those issues. And for those people who have not been part of the organization, I would ask them to come along and, and be part of something exciting. Well, Gavin, that was uh, more than a paragraph, but you hopefully were able to answer two questions at the same time. So I think we've exhausted you. So you just heard from Gavin Morrill Hall, uh, the new corresponding secretary. Look on the website. You'll uh, see his uh, contacts. If you're interested, please uh, uh, drop him a line. And he's here and shows incredible enthusiasm with a lot of background over decades of working in our two principal areas, that's working against homophobia and racism. Gavin, great job. I really appreciate you being on here, and uh, hope we can talk again soon. It's a pleasure, Ken. Thank you so much for the invitation.